Now we're number two of the G.I. Jake show right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, intern Jack. One more hour. It is time for the sit rep presented by Son Upholstery and Fabric. Up first, Tennessee takes on Texas A&M tomorrow, 8 o'clock ESPN. No lines are out for this game. No over-under is out for this game. Someone has placed a large wager on the Vols, as a matter of fact. Not just to win this game. To win the championship. Not the SEC championship. Not the regular season conference championship. But the NCAA tournament. Million-dollar Marco. Marco Piemont, formerly of Better Media, laid down $200,000 to win $3 million if Tennessee does win it all. The odds don't necessarily showcase the respected rankings, but at one point a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about this, Tennessee had like the fourth best odds to win it all on FanDuel. I mean, yeah, we're up there. That's just how it is. I just – I don't trust it. Yeah, it is uh, scary. It's hard to put that much confidence. I mean, it's one thing to wager like five bucks or ten bucks on the Vols to win it all. I'm not placing a wager of $200,000 on the Vols to win it all. Instead, you put your money in St. John's. <laughs> it was 45 him, cents, Brett. <laughs> It was 40. You couldn't even put that on your beloved Vols? You had to go St. John's? Yes. Why? Now their coach is calling them out there. Golly. They're in bad shape. (laughs) But another guy had a 12-leg parlay the last game that had to hit. Kentucky on the money line versus LSU. Wow. He thought he had that probably. He thought he had, he had a seven dollar and sixty nine cent wager. Nice mm-hmm. to win one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow! And that play at the end killed his bet. Wow! Could you imagine that? No. <laughs> I mean, I know how I felt <laughs> with um with this past year in March Madness when I had. A ten cent bet that would have turned into a half a million. Mm. I wanted to cry. Wow! But the thing is, one of the legs had already got knocked out. You know, Purdue had already lost to Fairleigh Dickinson, or Arizona had lost to Princeton. One or the other. Like one had already happened. Like it wasn't down to the last two legs, and then I lost it. But I couldn't imagine being down to the last leg of the parlay. Like one more thing has to go right. Just one more thing, and then for it to be snatched away at the last second. That dude could have put a down payment on a house. That dude could have went and bought a car. That dude could have paid off his student loans. That dude could have paid for his kid to go to college. Instead, he's left with nothing. Not a damn thing. That's why I always encourage these round robins. Because you can actually get some of your money back, if not all of it, if you're not doing well. And in his case, if he had done it by, it was a 12-leg parlay, if he had done it by 10s, dude would have had a nice chunk of change. A really nice chunk of change, as a matter of fact. Instead, he's left with nothing. And finally, NBA All-Star viewership by year has went down exponentially since LeBron James entered the league. 
2003, 10.8 million people watched the All-Star game. Was Kobe in these games? Yes. Okay. And then it trickles down. 2004, over 2 million less people watched. The next year, it dropped a <laughs> dropped 100,000. The next year, it dropped a million. The next year, it dropped 300,000. The next year, it dropped 500,000. Goes up a million point three. Then drops 800,000. Goes up to 9.1 million in 2011. Drops back down to 7.1 in 2012. Jumps up to 8 million. Drops down to 7.5. Drops down to 7.2. Goes up to 7.6. Goes up 7.8. Drops to 7.7. And then drops to 6.8. 2020, 7.3 million. Then it plummets. 6.1 million. The next year in 2022, 6.3. And in 2023, 4.6 million. Less than half of which watched when LeBron entered the league. LeBron James killed the All-Star game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> LeBron James it's killed all the basketball. All his fault. It's not the gameplay. It's LeBron it's James' not fault. not Adam Silver. It's LeBron James' fault. All his fault. It's all his Quit fault. Quit being so dang good at basketball and making an All-Star game, LeBron. I mean, it's, it's a combination of him and Adam Silver and Adam Silver just giving him what he wants because he feels like yeah, he has to protect the greatest the player in the game right now. Oh, my. Protect him. He has to protect him. You know it's fan-voted, right? I know it's fan-voted, but here's the thing. In these All Star games, he's a leading vote getter. He might be the leading vote getter, but I mean, you're seeing it in the regular and he's season 40. now too. He doesn't want to compete in the All Star game. Nobody does. Nobody Don't does, and, that, and that's a problem. Do not put it on LeBron. That, that is unfair. Well, that's a problem. But then you look at the regular season. LeBron also doesn't want to compete in the regular season when he doesn't have a bunch of talent around him. When he doesn't have much talent around him, he realizes he actually has to go and put in the work. And when he has to put in the work, he gets frustrated when he's not having a good game. And then he deflects the blame to somebody else because he refuses to take blame for how entitled he actually is. He might be the most entitled basketball player of all time. He's been gaslit his entire life, being told he's the greatest. He took the King James thing that he got in Cleveland when he first got there to heart. He was told he's going to be better than Michael Jordan. He took that to heart. Even though he's not, he just believes it. Jake. Brett. The man has had so much on his shoulders since he came into the league at 18. J.J. Barea shut him down in game okay. six. Oh, really? J.J. Barea! You're taking one incident? J. I thought we were talking about the All-Star J. game. Barea! Nobody cares about the All-Star game. You guys have told me that. This was the NBA Finals. I know, but we're talking about the All-Star game right now. Right, I realize right. I'm not sitting here. I've never defended LeBron for that NBA Finals. I haven't. You know who else was on that team? D-Way. Why are we getting on him? He could have done something game six. This LeBron is didn't have it. on the Josiah Jordan James is not to blame for the loss of South Carolina. No, but I've never come out here and said LeBron did anything in that series. He didn't. I'm not defending him. That was terrible. He had to have Mario Chalmers and Norris Cole carry him. My to only titles. thing was LeBron as, and Birdman. Everybody gets on him for losing in the finals. I and don't understand Mike that. And Shane Battier. Not great players. Not Hall of Famers. He did Eric that Spolstra. with him. With them. He made Spolster a great coach. Uh, Spolster is a great coach. I agree, but, I mean. It wasn't because of LeBron. It wasn't because of LeBron. Okay. They were going to win a title with D. Wade and Bosch. No. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Jack. I, no, I got to be on Brett's side on this. They Thank were you. You're disrespecting Brian a little too much. Well, there. I mean, here's the thing. You know, do something worthwhile and actually impress me, and maybe I'll get behind you. But right now, what? He, up, to, up to this point in his career, Jake. and it's at the end of it, he has not done a single thing that makes me look at him and say, 
wow, he's the greatest of all time. He really put that team on his back and carried Jake, come on, 2016, not, my man, the greatest on. team ever. Kyrie Irving should have been your finals no, MVP. No, no, Kyrie Irving won him that title. No way, you can't You're, say yeah, you that. You can't say that. That's he was good in moments. I can't stand Kyrie. Who did the chase down block him. in that game? I don't Who care. ran all the way down the floor? Who carried him to that point? Kyrie. No. Don't make me go to the stats and show you. You, if you go want to the numbers. stats all you want. You can whine and scream and yell, but if you think that I'm going to give LeBron James any praise, hell's going to freeze over. The man is the all-time lean scorer in NBA history. Jerry you know, picking stats. You know why KD went to the Warriors? About? To win a ring. I don't have any respect for him either. To beat LeBron because that's what it took. They had to form the Golden State Avengers. I mean, yes. here's the thing. I can at least respect out. Steph, Clay, and Draymond because they were at least drafted by Golden State. That's true. I can at least respect that. They didn't form a super team. Did they, they just drafted a super team? Did they go to wherever Durant was and beg him to come play with them because they knew they couldn't beat LeBron? They were going to see that man. Don't care. And they had to go get Durant. Don't care. Still respect Steph. Why? Because. Why? I, I, I don't understand. You have no reason to hate LeBron. Basketball-wise, you cannot hate LeBron. What he does off the court, what he says, well, what that man does with the ball in his hands is great. I don't care. All-time great. I do not Top care. Top two, great. I do not Top care. Top one in my mind. I know what he had to do to get those championships, and I knew what he had to do to get those stats. <laughs> what has Kyrie he, done without LeBron? He's done nothing. Okay. Thank you. He's you, done nothing. But he, you made my point. I mean, Kyrie falls in that category of James Harden and Russell Westbrook in which they think that they're the best there is, the best there was, the best I, there ever will be, Kyrie and is, they don't do anything. Kyrie's great. Because they're so full of himself. But he's never won without LeBron. Well, LeBron's so full of himself. He falls in that category as well. Kyrie was on a team by himself, thought he was the man. They had the number one pick well, last they, year after LeBron left. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Did LeBron James transcend the game of basketball? Yes. No. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Jake, he's six foot ten. He, he plays like a guard. He guards one through five. I mean, nobody can do that. He didn't transcend the game. Michael Jordan transcended the game. Okay, Michael but Jordan LeBron not helped take it to another basketball. level. Michael Jordan transcended the fashion that is associated with basketball. You can say that Steph Curry transcended the game. Because We're talking Steph about basketball, Jay. We are, tra- we are talking about basketball. You're saying, you're saying he, the Jordan brand's bigger. I'm not denying that. Jordan's huge. But he transcended the game and how you played. He might have like, been, He's a better scorer, but it's not... I mean, that's about it. Well, I mean, you make the argument Steph Curry transcended the game more than LeBron James did. We play well, a different style of basketball. Well, yeah, now and that's why. The, and, and guess what? And that's why the All Star game is the way it is, because of Steph Curry. You want to blame something? Blame Steph Curry. I blame LeBron James because he's lazy. LeBron never pulled up from the logo till he saw Steph started doing it. Dame's doing it now. So he's Dame's copycat. Doing, exactly. What he's did a LeBron, what did, what did LeBron do in that game? Copy Steph Curry. Why? Because LeBron James can't be original. He can't come up with stuff on his own. <laughs> The hate is it? I just can't believe this. Where's this been? You, I'm sitting here arguing Marcus, and you're sitting here. I'm arguing Jordan. You never say a word. Now all of a sudden you're jumping on. Who's better well, all time, Steph or LeBron? Who's got? Well, they got the same amount of rings. <laughs> yeah, they do. Steph Curry's better three point shooter. I'd say Steph Curry, better perimeter defender. No, you cannot say yep. that. Brett, I'm so sorry. No, Steph Curry know, knows how to lead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. LeBron has to have everything done around him. No way. <laughs> who was on who was on that twenty eighteen finals team with him? Exactly. <laughs> LeBron took the Warriors to the wire with Della Dova when he lost Kyrie and Kevin Love in the series. He'd have another ring if he had them. He can't he can't average he averaged like fifty a game. What's he supposed to do? Cherry picking stats. Just like Russell Look at the Westbrook. teams he lost to in the it's finals. like Russell Westbrook being the all-time triple doubles leader. 
He cherry-picked those stats. But he did it for three straight seasons. You're saying he did it? He cherry-picked for three straight seasons? Yes. No. Yes. Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Jake, you have to pass the ball to a guy, and they got to hit a shot. This is true. But he's always taking the easy assist. He's always taking the easy <laughs> rebounds. He's telling Steven Adams to get out of the way so he can get his rebound. <laughs> he's got to get his triple-double. Get out of my way. James Harden did the same thing. That's why I hate James Harden. He's a bum. Russell Westbrook is a bum. LeBron James is a bum. Who isn't a bum in the NBA? <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Taking a bouncing around to find a team, Butler. Nobody wants to be in Minnesota. He was with Carl Anthony Towns to get something done. I don't know. I wish you see Ant Man doing it. Yeah. He was with Embiid. Did nothing. Well, they were coached by Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, <laughs> that's certified so bum. That's fair. Doc Rivers, certified bum. Golly, I just can't. Even, I just don't even know what to say with you people. That it's one thing to not like say LeBron's. Top, the top player all time, but the disrespect to say, oh, he's hurting the All Star game is ridiculous. He's hurting the All Star game. He's hurting the overall. There's product. 14 guys out there, 20 guys out there that are doing it. He's hurt the overall product. So you're so if LeBron's not in the All Star game next year, is it is there more viewers or less viewers? I'll watch it next year if he's not in it. He only played eight minutes. Don't care. That's eight minutes I have to look at LeBron James. <laughs> That's not – the reason is people are starting to realize that the All-Star game and weekend is just a poor product. So, yeah. just less people are checking in. It has nothing to do with LeBron. Yeah. Come on. It's LeBron. <laughs> You're LeBron. I'm not LeBron. I'm not LeBron. I can't okay. stand LeBron. LeBron James is killing the NBA. Le better than Jordan. You're going to miss him when he's gone. Do you think I'm going to miss LeBron James when he's gone? Yes, you will. You think I'm going to miss LeBron James yes, you will. when he's gone? Yes. He brought Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers two championships. No. Mar <laughs> Mario Chalmers and Norris Cole brought LeBron James his first two championships. Incorrect. No, that is factually correct. <laughs> they were out of the league pretty quick after LeBron left. Yeah, him. where are they at now? <sighs> See, LeBron's still playing. LeBron James also got a head start. LeBron's probably going to be first-team All-NBA again. That's fine. He can be all With a bunch of young dudes. Can't play. I it's hate crazy. the media machine behind him. I hate his antics off the court. I hate the graffiti that he sprayed all over the LeBron side of his house is, in Los Angeles and then tried to claim something. LeBron is 29-12-9 in the NBA Finals. That's pretty good. Okay. In 55 games. And that's with that subpar uh, Maverick series. So, Brett. And don't talk to me about the NBA Finals record. That's just stupid. That's ridiculous. Jordan never went to a game He only seven. went to six. But he never went to a game LeBron's seven. LeBron's gone to more finals than Jordan played years in the league. That's fine. But, I mean, the thing is, Michael That's Jordan. That's a thing. Michael Jordan never went to a game I, seven. LeBron never, never got needed. swept in the first round. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Never. Yeah, yeah he did. When? There's, Look it up. There's one, Tell me. The one series that Marcus mentioned. In which he only played six games. That tells me he got swept in the first round. <laughs> Not swept in the first round. He got put out in the first round. I don't even think he's lost in the first round. I'll have to look it up. It's probably Jordan right now. I'm pretty sure he's lost in the first round. All you need to know is J.J. Barea. Here comes your little savior. Nah, he ain't my – ah, Lord. One of my good friends. Don't need to call him my savior. He's just calling in to defend me since I'm getting absolutely hounded right now, two on one. <laughs> Matter of fact, you're not getting dinner tomorrow, We're Jack. like <laughs> – we're like LeBron and D-Wade. No more Christmas!
It ain't him. It ain't him. Who is it? Woke Steve. Oh, boy. This will be great. Woke Steve is up next. What do you say, Woke Steve? I need a break anyway. <laughs> How are you, Jake? I am uh, fired up. I'm fired up and ready to go. Is your watch going off over there with your blood pressure? No, it's. Uh, <laughs> I took it off that way. Yeah, I didn't you're going to need blood pressure medication after this Atlanta rule package. Oh, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay. But, uh, William Byron, Daytona 500 recap. Jack Daniels mixed with Mountain Dew. The big one at Atlanta. Eat the worm. Loose wheel. Shotgun. Two white claws. Been around a baseball bat ten times. Dave Moody menopause. Drink a fire shot. Oh, boy. Hendrick stage win. Take a drink and drunken tweet Bill Clinton. Because of Hendrick pardon. Bad Fox cutaway. Blood, Bloody Mary. Caution. Punch yourself in the nuts. And if oh, God. Wins, tap the keg. What an incredible and... rule package for the Atlanta Motor Speedway game of drink. <laughs> oh, I also did a very exciting undercover boss operation earlier this week. Oh, boy. I called in uh, Stephen Michael, as in Stephen Michael Phelps. Mysterious XM Speedway radio program featuring Dave Modi. <laughs> and I learned something from that experience. What'd you corporate learn? Media, corporate media shills stick together. And God help you if you say anything critical about Adam Alexander and his coverage of the Xfinity Series race. Moody will accuse you of name calling. My goodness. Woke Steve calling into Sirius XM. How about that? And just yesterday, Moody tweeted out that race fans should be like goldfish because they are happy and have 10-second memory. But scientifically speaking, Moody is not the guy to be talking about fish. Goldfish can hang on to information for weeks, and they place objects on the seafloor to help them navigate. And what does all this mean? It means goldfish are smarter and happier than Dave Moody. I would have to agree with that. Well, I'm going to jump off of here and hit the wrestling ring to practice because the two-time gubernatorial loser, Stacey Abrams, says she wants revenge against me. Georgia Aquarium is hosting the match. Wish me luck. Appreciate the phone call, Woke Steve. Stay with us. Mark the tape with Brett Hollander coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you in need of a smile makeover? Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Costa in Knoxville. Back here on the G.I. Jake Show, let's get Tommy in here next on the phones. Tommy, what's up, buddy? How y'all doing this morning, Jake? Good. Man, you know, I don't know about this woke Steve. He's a, he's a weird cat. Woke Steve is a very intelligent human being. And it's, he is a, he's very witty. Very witty. The whole goldfish thing, who knows these facts to tie him into a NASCAR race. I mean, come on. <laughs> who knows? 
Now, guys, they brought up, you know, kind of why I was wanted to call. You know, I know we got a lot of Tennessee sports coming up, you know, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got me a new 65-inch put out in the shop, so I can kind of <laughs> multitask out here. There you go. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Atlanta, man, uh, coming up, you know, we're going to get a taste of a mini Talladega, mini Daytona race since the reconfiguration a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the only thing I'm asking and I hope we don't see, because in my eyes, they kind of ruined the Daytona 500, because what was it from the green flag drop? It was a fuel mileage race. We see the leaders are running 50 and 60% throttle in the pack the whole race. Somebody who had a hit row penalty or got off sequence was by themselves out of the draft running faster lap times and running faster speeds than the guys in the pack. And that's all it was. It took away from the, the allure of one of the greatest events in motorsports. And uh, I'm just hoping we don't say that again in Atlanta. I'm right there with you on that, man. Like that, um, I mean, it's that race, and, you know, Brett, you watched it as well. There's no reason to why that race should have ended the way it did. I was just disappointed. Disappointing, yeah. Is this point? I mean, it's really a shame at the fact that, you know, we call this the Great American Race, you know, the Super Bowl of racing. And, you really want that finish. You really want the finish in which it's exciting, nose-to-nose, at the start-finish line, side-by-side. You want an epic Daytona 500 ending. And instead, we ended under caution in the way that we did. And, of course, it yeah. it didn't help that, you know, you got... An official decided it. <laughs> exactly. And, and an official decides it. But at the same time, you know, a lot of things that turn people away and rub people the wrong way is when you have when you have that entitled driver the one that didn't really have to work for it the one whose you know family just paid their way into the sport and they get the win that's what really infuriates a lot of people because i would go as far to say that some of your best drivers in the country in the world are not on the track and it's not because they're not a good driver it's because they can't afford to be in the sport i mean tommy you know just as well as i do the charter system has made it harder and harder and harder to actually enter these races. And if a guy gets one chance at one race, he just got to qualify his way in, that's a big deal. And they might even lose money doing it. Well, yeah, you've seen in, uh, in the deal qualifying, B.J. McLeod, single, unsponsored caller out there, was having a great, fantastic run. He was going to qualify in very easily. He's the hardest-working guy in the garage. Yes, yes, he is. And, and there's... You know, the charter deal, like you brought up, some of these charters are upwards of $40 million for a charter. That's why you don't see Dale Jr. making the jump into the Cup Series yet. Uh, you know, even with a single-car team, you know, because, you know, that's a lot of money just to have a charter, and, you know, you're really not making any money off of it after you spend that $40 million. I mean, it would take – it might take half the season just to cover the cost of the charter, and that's if you run well. <laughs> Well, especially that, you know, us, you know, going West Coast, East Coast, West Coast, East Coast, the clash, you know, we're not making any money off of that. You're sending teams, you're sending haulers, you're paying for motel rooms all the way across the country, and you might not even make the race. So, you know, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of black holes in here. Um, but now coming up to the, the Atlanta race and the package and everything, uh, I believe that entitled driver is probably going to win again because, you know, yeah. Say what you want to about the guy. He's in the best equipment. Had six wins last year. Just come off the 500. You know, whether or not he should have deserved or did deserve it. 
that's decided. Uh, you look over the last five years in Atlanta, uh, a Hendrick car has won three out of the five, uh, either William Byron, Chase Elliott, and they all run well there. I would pick William Byron to win at Atlanta, and if I'm going with a dark horse, and Marcus should have listened to me last week. I gave him <laughs> Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy finished fourth. What I tell you about Alfredo? He ended up on fire in the infield, <laughs> as usual. Burned uh, his Alfredo. I tried to I tried to tell the guy he won't listen. He burned but, uh, his Alfredo. And who knows, LaJoy? Yeah. I mean, if he's running fourth when it finished the way it did, he might have a chance to win the thing. Well, that's the thing is, if they let him finish it. Corey LaJoy might have had his chance. Or Bell, or whatever his name finished third, right? He's yeah. not a he's not right. a big name, is he? Oh, he Christopher Bell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh is he? Oh, okay. He's a very, he's a very good place, right? Okay. Uh, driver. He hates him, but he's very good there. <laughs> Guys, uh, I'd like to see Brad Keselowski and RFK get up there and get a win. So, they're not going to be my dark horse. Uh, it's kind of hard to pick a dark horse. But right now, I'm, I'm kind of split between the middle with a guy who also had a great run with a small team and Rick Ware, uh, Jake's guy, Justin Haley. Uh, he had a great run. And I'd also uh, – I might, you know, be looking for John Hunter Nemechek. That's a very interesting one. Right. John Hunter Nemechek. Guys, man, I – I was happy to be able to get off work today and come out here and shop and get to listen to y'all argue. I figured I'd call him <laughs> for, you know, Jake, you know, pop the blood vessel. Like I told him the other day, he just needs a sack full of crystals and a hug. He'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to let y'all get up after it, and uh, I'll holler at y'all later on, man. Appreciate it. All right. Appreciate the phone call, Tommy. It is time to mark the tape of Brett Hollander. Uh, yeah, just a couple of stories. Uh, I'll start with the uh, – uh, the one I saw online yesterday, which was an interesting one, we talk a lot about uh, Zie- Ziegler, and a um, guy by the name of Alex Schwartz posted this. Uh, basically, in his last 16 outings, he's averaging 14-6, two and a half steals, shooting almost 50%, 40% from three. Uh, he, he says the only other power six players with such a stretch in the past eight seasons are Iowa State's Halliburton, who we talk a lot about, Lonzo Ball, Ball and then NC State's Dennis Smith Jr., who was actually a really good college player. I don't think he did much in the pro, but just kind of crazy to think about, you know. Um, we kind of thought he'd been uh, – you know, he's kind of struggled a little bit at times, but the whole team has. But I think that's pretty crazy to be in a category with those guys in the last eight seasons. Lonzo was really good, and Halliburton. I don't really remember much about Halliburton at Iowa State. To be honest, I think he was a one and done. I remember they had a little tournament bid, uh, but yeah, that's some elite company to be with. I mean, those are all yeah NBA yeah. guys that um, most of them get good minutes. I know Dennis Smith was on the Nets. Um, I think he might have been in a dunk contest at one point yeah, or, or something like that. But uh, yeah, we talked so much about Connect and like the historic run he's on, and you know where he's ranked in Tennessee. But you know. What Ziegler's done is he's one of the reasons you're a top five team right now. So, uh, he's, he's, I mean, I, I'd say he's first team all conference. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I mean, connect for sure. Connect and Sears. Connect definitely. Sears. Uh, Reeves. Maybe Broom yeah. at, uh, maybe Shepard. Is, is it, it Broom is at it, Auburn? Yeah. Is it Jonai or Johnny? Johnny. I don't know. It's either Johnny or Jonai. Johnny Broom sounds right. Johnny yeah, Broom. I don't know. Yeah, so, that sounds cool. Johnny Brumo. I mean, they pick like eight guys, so I was thinking he's got to be one of them. You know, he's. I mean, if you're a top ten point guard in the nation, you would think he'd be top one. Uh, I don't know how they do it. If they did, I don't think. I think it's basically positionless as far as the first team all conference. If you got ten, eight good centers, big men, I think they all make it. You know, kind of thing. Okay. So I mean, we're in an era of positionless basketball right now. Yeah, I mean that's why they do. Like I hate to go back to the All Star game. You know, there's not. 
you know, Embiid and Jokic are about your only two true bigs, you know, in the game right now. And even they don't even play like bigs. I mean, the only others that you can really think of, I mean, they're they're well, gar- past, they're well past the prime is Andre Drummond and uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Th- those were probably your the few of your last true back to the basket big men. But they were more even defense, yeah. you know, things like that. I yeah. mean, but you know, the game's changed so much, you know, like you're. I mean, Giannis is sick playing at six eleven. He's playing on the perimeter most of the time, playing downhill. Like right. that used to be a big, you know. So now it's just a completely different game. I mean, yeah, and you know, like we we've said multiple times, like the way the game is played now is so much different than the way it was played. I mean, even ten years ago. Because mm-hmm. I mean, even ten years ago, you still had, you know, guys like Zadronazil Galskis was still hanging around. Well, and Dwight won a championship in the bubble with the Lakers. Dwight, Dwight, so, what are you doing? Dwight! Oh, Stan Van? Yes. Gosh. Was he the most annoying, like, on-the-mic coach you've ever seen in your life? What are you doing? (laughs) Dwight! Yeah. Was he the coach when they went to the finals? Yes. With, uh, what was that, Turkoglu and Richard Smith, Richard Lewis? Yep. Uh, What was the little... What was Augustine? Was it DJ Augustine yeah. the point? Yeah, they beat LeBron. Jameer Nelson? Oh, LeBron. On that team? Who? Oh, maybe it's Jameer Nelson thing. Maybe not Augustine. Jameer Nelson was on that team. Because Barnes coached Augustine, right? Mm-hmm. Was he with uh, TJ Ford and them? Or no, was Augustine with Durant? I can't remember. I know he was a good point guard at Texas, though. But, and even was in the league for a while. He also coached LeBron Aldridge. Yeah, he, I mean, he's had some talent he's coached. That's no he doubt has. about that. Uh, and I don't know if you guys. Like Dwight, though. I guess the only other story I really had. I don't know if you guys saw like Johnny Manziel's story about how he lost forty pounds and he was playing like two ten at Cleveland and got down to one seventy because his diet of blow is what he called it. You know, he just mm-hmm. went out to Vegas and just partied it up. Partied it up, and it's really a sad story because he, man, he could ball. I mean, he single handedly he could, beat Saban. He could control himself, man. Yeah, and then there's also a story. His dad actually, and this tried to negotiate a $3 million deal with Texas A&M to where he would return to A&M and Sumlin. Uh, you know, he uh, and he actually said it could have gotten up to 10 you know, for him to come back, that the offer was on the table. I mean, that just shows what players were going for. Like, what was the going price for a player like that? There you have it. At yeah. That, at that time, that's what it was going for. Yeah. But, I mean, you, know, you talk about the diet of blow. Those are the ones that I don't have any sympathy for. Now, if someone tears an ACL, they get addicted to painkillers. You can see that happening. I mean, for the way and how addictive these you know pills are. Yeah, you know, when you tear your ACL, you have any kind of surgery. What are they going to give you? They're going to give you oxycodone. Yep. That's what they're going to give you. It's a hybrid between oxycodone and acetaminophen, which is Tylenol. If you don't know what that is, yeah. So. You get that they're going to give you some antibiotics and stuff to, you know, make sure you don't get any infections. But you're taking both those at the same time. Which one are you most likely to yeah. keep taking? What's the more addictive drug? Yeah. In that situation, it's not the antibiotic. No. It's you know the oxycodone. It's Percocet. Yeah. Vicodin, whatever you want to call it. I mean, yeah. And he's he's not probably the only one. <laughs> yeah. Like those, I can at least see that. Mm-hmm. It's like I can see how they got addicted to those. If you're going out and you're doing blow. Cocaine? I don't have any sympathy for you. No, there's no doctor out there that's going to tell you, hey, here, do this line, only do this much, otherwise it'll kill you. There's no doctor out there that's going to tell you to do that. Right? That's a choice. 
That is a choice. The other one, you don't like to see it. You can stop it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to hurt you for a few days, I'm sure. I've never went through withdrawals, but you would think that would be awful. But Johnny Manziel, there's so many cases like that. I mean, look at Delonte West. Have y'all seen him lately? Yeah, he's living on the streets. Again. Yeah. Mark Cuban tried to help him out. Mark Cuban tried to help him out. Well, Braun tried to help him out. Like, he's had a lot of help. Why would LeBron try to help him? he played with him at Cleveland. He was part of the whole team. What did Delonte West and his mom do? What do you mean? Oh, my God. You you don't know. What? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking Neither about. of you know what I'm talking about. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have asked the question. Delonte West had a relationship with LeBron James' mother. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Why do you think he got traded from Cleveland? Because he hated the owner? No, because That's LeBron traded him because of that. That's insanity. You all didn't know that? I don't know. Never heard of that in my life. How? I don't know. Because what, what? Whatever year he's there, it had to be 10 plus years. There's again. another reason to hate LeBron James. He made Delonte West homeless. Well, the, man slept, the man slept with his mom. If <laughs> yeah, That's true. What? what would you do? He's lucky he didn't have somebody whoop his you-know-what. LeBron James is the I'd reason ship him out Delonte too. West is home. So, so why do you hate LeBron because of that? The man slept with his mom. That's just another excuse for me at this point to keep in my, keep in my back pocket. Oh Stay my with gosh. us. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized on and the road to a seventh straight division crown starts in Northport? Acuna hits a high drive to left. They might have just gone deep again. That thing is out of here. We'll have live coverage, interviews with Braves, coaches, and players, and Grapefruit League action live every weekend leading up to opening day. Atlanta Braves spring training is only live right here. Fox Sports Knoxville, Fan Run Radio. Final segment of the program. It's time to fill out the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker. Kick it off. Brett's Bad Beats. Brett! Uh, yeah. I went 2-3 and three last night. Not horrible, but... Uh, let's see. I'm doing all NBA, I think. Uh, first one I got. Hornets are on a roll right now, ever since they acquired Grant. They're 4-0. Uh, I think they won't. They played last night and won. They're getting 13 tonight at the Warriors, so I like them to cover. Uh, Grizzlies, uh, I like they're playing better. They're at home versus the Clippers, who played last night, getting nine and a half. Uh, Bucks, I'll take the Bucks plus four. I expect them to start off strong this the second half. Um, then I also got uh, plus Raptors plus seven at the Hawks, and then 76ers plus four at home versus the Cavs. Jack. All right, I got all NBA here too. I got um, over 27 and a half points for Anthony Edwards going up against the Bucks tonight, and I also have the Timberwolves covering the four-point spread. I have over 16 and a half points for Jalen Green going up against the Suns today. 
I have under 31 and a half. Uh, Shea Gilgis going up against the Wizards. He really shouldn't be in the game too long, I would <laughs> hope. So don't think he'll get that. And then I got Cleveland covering their four and a half spread against the Sixers. Gonna ride with Cleveland, huh? Sir. All righty. Well, I don't hate that. I don't hate it at all, actually. But I might have to disagree with disagree. you. I Both might have you. to disagree. Uh, very well might. But what other choice do I have here? I got to get my money back that I lost last night. I should have went five for five. Instead, I go four and one. I didn't make as much money as I wanted to make. Therefore, it's time for me to make my picks. We're going to do uh, kind of like a same game parlay plus almost in a sense. We're going to do some singles. We're going to do some round robins on this as well. Uh, with the Hawks and the Raptors, I like Trey Young to score 20-plus points and the Hawks to cover seven. And moving over to Cleveland, Philadelphia. Tyrese Maxey to score 20-plus points. Philadelphia on the money line in that one. I'm feeling pretty strong about that. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. from the Memphis Grizzlies to score 20-plus. you got a profit boost right now over on FanDuel that you can take advantage of. You put that in a same-game parlay, plus you're looking at a – Winning that five bucks, about $40.84. Not a bad little not a bad little parlay. Not a bad little parlay at all, I might add. That is the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. Guys, everything in store. Everything with a logo. Two for five dollars. Two for five dollars. Jack, name me another store that's going to give you two for five dollars. I can't. On quality gear. Nope. Some comfort color shirts are still available. Some nice hoodies. You're Sound, not going to find that anywhere. It sounds like it's just that store. It's that store. Brett, name me another place where you can get two for five. I uh, can't think of one. Exactly. Two for five. SM Athletics, 10625 Checkerboard Lane off of Lovell Road. We'll be there until about 3 o'clock today making it happen. we got to get all this gear gone. We have to get all of it gone. Not going out of business. We're not going out of business. We just need to get rid of that to make room for all the stuff that we got coming in here in a few weeks. Some exciting products, some new products. Maybe a little upgrade in some products. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to do over at SM Athletics? Check us out. We'll be there until 3. All right. So, as we wind down the show, just wanted to say thank you to you two. You two have done a great job this week. Appreciate it. Appreciate you all showed up. Whether you were sick, feeling well, not feeling well, you got up out of bed and you said, I've got to go do the show. I have to do the show. Marcus, get better, buddy. Get better. It's not the same. I need to have at least one Brett and Marcus argument per day. You took care of it today. Unnecessarily, really. <laughs> unnecessarily? Yeah. I mean, unnecessarily. I mean, you blamed him for the All-Star game. And he's the reason that Delonte West is homeless. <laughs> so he shipped him out. It wasn't because Delonte played bad basketball. It wasn't like he shipped him to the, the streets. You he know shipped him to another no. team. You know who didn't allow that kind of stuff to happen? Michael Jordan. <laughs> who might oh, yeah, he didn't punch Steve Kerr. That's a good teammate. <laughs> well, got put in his place, didn't he? I guess. Ought to thank his lucky stars. He can knock down a jumper. Everybody been yelling at LeBron for passing that ball. They'd have yelled at LeBron for passing the ball when players are open. LeBron should take the last shot. No. 
passing to wide open players in the corner when he's getting triple teamed. Bad play, LeBron. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you want to be like Michael Jordan and Kobe, or do you want to be like be LeBron? Be selfish. Be selfish. Yeah, I said it. Be selfish. Yeah. I see it more as being loyal. Kobe Bryant could have went to Chicago. He wanted to. Michael Jordan could have left Chicago, went to New York. Kobe Bryant could have done the same thing. Is there a place LeBron gone and he hasn't won? <laughs> Cleveland the first time. What? <laughs> first stint in Cleveland. Seven years. Eight years. Couldn't get it done. Who's his Bummed. best teammate? Okay. Huh? Who's his best teammate? Delonte West? Oh, in Cleveland? No, yeah. it's a Drone Zilgowskis and Anderson Bears. Y'all carried that team. Larry Hughes? Carried. <laughs> Did, uh, what Jordan do before, like, Pippen got there? Because that was equivalent to what LeBron was dealing with. And LeBron went to the finals. Michael Jordan won a slam dunk contest. <laughs> oh, my God. Congrats. <laughs> rookie of the year. Congrats. LeBron won the rookie of the year. Yeah, he didn't do it like Jordan did. <laughs> what do you mean? Michael Jordan had to do it with the Chicago traveling cocaine circus known as the Bulls. <laughs> so? He didn't have Artis Gilmore. Jordan wasn't the number one overall pick. What's wrong with him? <laughs> well, let's see here. Keem's let's better. talk about the stack draft class of nineteen eighty four. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, Akeem Elijah won. won two Jordan's titles. a goat. He is the goat. Okay. Yeah, he won that championship in college. Yeah, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. Who was drafted ahead of him, though? That's embarrassing. Who was drafted ahead of him? Yeah, Sam Bowie. Yeah, Portland didn't need a guard. They, <laughs> they had, didn't need Jordan. They had Clyde Drexler. <laughs> you can't pair him together. No. Why? Not in that era of basketball. Wh you can't. Why? In today's era, you could do. How that. are you going to beat the Lakers? I don't know. Lakers seem to get around fine with all their Hall of Famers. I mean, here's the thing. That was a stacked team. Who? The Lakers. Right. So, yeah, would, Magic, as as Portland, would yeah, you Magic need Johnson, the best players? Yeah, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Cooper, wouldn't Jordan Kurt Rambis. Wouldn't Jordan help that? Beat them? Probably. Okay, then. But the thing is, they wanted a big man. They thought that Sam Bowie would be more beneficial to the team than Michael Jordan, so they drafted Sam Bowie. Okay. Stockton 70s. was in that draft too, right? What's that? John Stockton. John was Stockton that, right? was in that draft. Charles Barkley was in that draft. You're saying LeBron's Sam draft Perkins. wasn't good? LeBron's dra draft class is the best of all time. Okay, then. Thank you. Not just because of LeBron, because of the talent that was also in <laughs> Not the because of the greatest player of all time? I mean, you can make the same argument for D-Wade. What are you talking about? Detroit passed up on him for Darko Milicic. Well, I mean, I, I have no argument what you do two through the rest of the draft. All I know is my guy went one. But you just tried to make the case for Portland. I am. And you, Michael Jordan. I'm trying to make the case you for Jordan. You can make the, the same case for D-Wade and Detroit. The argument is not about D-Wade. Okay, but you just made it. I'm giving you a similar situation. D-Wade. I'm talking about the, our two guys. One, one went number one overall, one, one went three. No, Dwayne Wade, one of the best players this generation, did not go number two because the Detroit Pistons decided to draft Darko Milicic. Okay. They drafted a guy named Darko. Okay. I wouldn't draft a guy named Darko. <laughs> they drafted him over a lot of guys. Carmelo was Car in that draft. Carmelo Anthony? And guess who's still standing? And doing it, giving everybody the business still. The guy that was 18 years old when he went into the league. Okay. And then his mom got with one of his teammates. That's a rumor. I just looked it up. Oh, it's the truth. I read an article from September of last year. 
September of last year. Who'd it come from? CNN, the Communist News Network? No. Who'd it come from? I don't know. Whatever I Googled it, it was the first thing that popped up. Delonte, from Delonte's mouth. I'm sure he was paid to say that. <laughs> okay. Jake, would you get with uh, LeBron's mom? No. No. Absolutely not. Brett, would you? No. I Why are we having this discussion? <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, if you're his teammate. No. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The bottom line here is that we're trying to make draft comparisons now. <laughs> the same case can be made for a lot of guys. Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. There's other guys. I mean, look at Jimmy Butler. Wasn't he the uh, – what was he? Pick number twenty-five. Yeah, he was. He was pretty late because he came out of JUCO, right? He went to Marquette. He went from JUCO to Marquette. Okay, yeah. Then who are we talking about? Jimmy Butler. He got drafted by Chicago. He went to Marquette. Before that, he was a JUCO guy, and then he went in like the twenties of the first round. I mean, there's also been guys that have been drafted really high that have not panned out. I mean, Cleveland still holds probably the top slot for the worst draft pick at number one of all time. Anthony Bennett is the biggest bust of all time. What did he average, like four a game? It was bad. How yeah. many number one picks did they have in that era? They had, like, Kyrie, him, what, Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be their pick. Like, yeah. they were terrible. Well, he was part of the Kevin Love trade. That's right, yeah. They were all terrible. They were just terrible. Matter of fact, the entire East, except for, like, the Heat and the Celtics, were terrible. During that time span. That is funny. As soon as LeBron left the Cavs, they became really bad at basketball. Well, you got to think, when he left, they just went to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. They weren't going to get a high draft pick. So, not only did they lose LeBron, then they got to settle for some bum. I don't even know who they drafted, but they drafted a bum, obviously, because we don't know who it was or who he still is. Then they got really bad. And then he came back. And then, what was his second year back? Title. Yeah. Ringed up. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Probably has another one in 15 if uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love don't get hurt. Who cares? Probably a 17 and 18 if, if he's that good, he could have carried the whole wasn't... team. What? Michael Jordan had to play half that 98 season without Scottie Pippen. And then he's dealing with Dennis Rodman on top of that, and they still won a championship. I just want to know what he did before Pippen. I know LeBron went to two finals before he got all these guys. Michael Jordan went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Got beat by the Pistons. For like okay. three straight years. It's not the finals. It's not the finals. It's not the finals, but guess what? You're going to get up against one of the best teams of that era. <laughs> Detroit won two out of three years. Detroit was a really good team in the late 80s. I will say LeBron losing to, to Dallas definitely hurts, but all the other final losses were to legit teams with legit players that he lost to. And even in the Eastern Conference Finals when he was getting there, all these teams had to change because of LeBron. Okay, well, the what? West had to, okay, he goes well, to the West, guys go to the East. No, 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 no. What happened in L.A.? What happened in L.A. that first year? Huh? What? What happened? What do you mean? When he had Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, he got hurt. I don't care if he got hurt. The fact of the matter is, no, everybody wants to say he's the greatest player of all time. Once he got out to L.A., he's trash. Okay. Second year. Second year. Second year. Trash. 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 I, I just don't understand, y'all. I give Jordan all this credit, and you guys can't even find an ounce of credit for LeBron. All you do is no. hate him. Well, 
Be better. Second year. Be better. Be better. Second year, Brett. Just that's all you gotta say. Second First all time scoring. Top five in assists, rebounds, steals. Fat what more do you want? And he's still and he's points. forty years old and he's top five in the league. Okay, but look at all the load management days he's taking. He's How? a bum. He's a damn bum. <laughs> it's the day and age. Every player's doing it now. Well, they're all bums. Are they? Yes. $40 million a year. To just it's actually 50 Okay, well, $50 million. He earns every penny of it. No, he does not. Yes, he does. No, he does yes, not. He does. $50 million a year. Hey, Jack, if I paid you $50 million a year, would you be taking days off? Yes. You'd be doing exactly what I told you to do, wouldn't you? No, you wouldn't. I, no. I'd probably take a few sick days. Oh, uh, yeah. you take a few sick days? Yeah, uh, how much you giving Marcus? That's fine. <laughs> how much am I giving Marcus? Yeah. Sack full of crystals. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Jack. Whatever. The Herd with Colin Coward coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't